Good morning, Springbrook. How you guys doing? I, I'm great because today the Chicago Bears are going to start their season. And, and I'm so excited. I mean, what could be better? Green Bay against the Bears on Sunday night football. The oldest, bitterest rivalry in the NFL. Now, you might know this, not know this, but uh, we are the official church of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We don't, people don't know about it because it has to be confidential. But we do have a contract. Now, I am the official Chicago Bear chaplain. I didn't know that. I'm telling you now. It's not really the Chicago Bears. It's a little league team called the Chicago Bears that I'm chaplain of. <laughs> and one of the things that we have to really encourage each other, and one of our contract obligations, is that in our services, we cannot have anyone wearing any other type of team's jersey. Okay? Just the bear jersey, if you're going to wear one. I'm looking over here. The Joni Runk. Uh, one of our elders, Eric Runk. He's got a Packers shirt on. She's got a jersey. Ushers, would you come and uh, take them out? Uh, we are very, very serious about this. You'll learn from this, won't you? I mean, you're on the elder board for Pete's sake. All right? No doubt, no doubt. But it's going to be a great season. One of the things we need to do for the Chicago Bears in our contract is to pray for them. To pray for their new coach, Matt Nagy. Now, I know some of you are saying, hey, listen, the Bears have been in last place for the last four years, Dan. This would be a miracle of God, as we specialize in, right? We've got to pray uh, for Mitch Trubisky. we really got to pray for him, right? He's the main guy, and we're just hoping that he'll step up to the plate, but we can rejoice over this man right here, Khalil Mack. How many know about Khalil Mack? Raise your hand. How many are dialed in here? Okay. <laughs> This changes the whole bear season. This man here, in one year, the Associated Press said that he was all pro as defensive end and as alignment. I mean, two different things in one year. He was a powerhouse. For the Raiders, I mean, he's a guy that goes in there and sacks a quarterback and causes fumbles and pass rushes. Do you know how much the Bears are paying for this man? Two million dollars a game, roughly. How'd you like that paycheck, huh? Two million dollars. 
It's a six-year contract, $141 million. I mean, the Bears gave a lot of their draft equity away in making this trade. But I'm all behind it. I think we're really going to have a great time uh, watching him. And, And we get excited about sports, right? The Cubs back in 2016 winning the World Series. And who knows, maybe, maybe this year the Bears winning the Super Bowl. They're up there in the rankings. You just never know. You might say, well, wow, that would be great. But friends, Khalil Mack is going to be very popular and extremely wealthy, (laughs) which he already is. We say, well, there's a guy that makes a difference. And I just want to remind all of us that if you have made that decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you realize that you are bankrupt, your good works mean nothing to God, but you've come to Him and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, I repent, I believe in You, be my Savior. and You're a Christ follower. You're a child of God. And... Many times people think about, okay, you're saved from, you have a new eternity. Okay, so we put a lot of focus there saying, okay, well, I'm a Christ follower, so I'm going to heaven. That eternity with Jesus. I got my fire papers, right? I'm good. But we get it all wrong. Because when you become a Christ follower, eternity starts at that point. A great eternity and this life is very important so from the time you become a christ follower and grow in that relationship you are very valuable you are part of god's team and we're not talking about winning super bowls we're talking about people coming out of the darkness and the pain and the lostness and their eternity and crossing over into God's love and grace and mercy. That's our job as a team. And then to to see them come to Christ and then disciple them. We're disciple-making church to help them to grow. So we might look at a guy like this and say, wow, he's really really important. But if you are a Christ follower today, you are more important. I don't know where he stands spiritually, but just his role as a football player, you're more important than a guy gets paid $2 million a game. Because you are on God's mission of seeing people come to Jesus and seeing them grow up in their relationship with God. We're having a great day today here. We're going to have a ministry fair. You see all the tables around here? In a moment here, we're going to interview different people about different ministries because we want to see everybody ministering. This is one of the key verses in Scripture. 
about being involved in serving other people through God's grace. 1 Peter 4.10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Now, if you've been a Christ follower for a while, you know that when you become a Christ follower, you, you receive a spiritual gift. And a spiritual gift is a supernatural capacity to share grace with another person. So I have the spiritual gift of teaching. So I'm sharing God's grace with you this morning. And we have people with the gift of teaching back in our Kid City ministry that are teaching, but there are also people back in Kid City who have the gift of administration, and they're sharing the grace of God with those kids. And the gift of shepherding. We have small groups in our Kid City ministry in order that uh, these kids would come back and see uh, the same person or same couple of people in a period of a month and, and cultivate a relationship with them. And many of them have the gift of shepherding. There's all types of spiritual gifts. In fact, Pastor Rich does a wonderful workshop on spiritual gifts. How many have been to Pastor Rich's workshop? All right. Great job. And I would desire the rest of you would get there. He offers it on a regular basis on a Thursday night. But you can discover or get an idea of what spiritual gifts you might have that God has given you. Now, what we're going to do this morning in a brief period of time, we're going to look at the full context of this particular verse. Many times we just see this verse And, yeah, it's an important verse, but let's look at all the context to understand what it means to use your spiritual gifts. So let's go back to verse 7. The end of all things is at hand. Wow, that's true, isn't it? This past week, a guy in Cincinnati loaded up with magazines and ammo and He's just going down the street, going into different businesses, and then out, and into a business, and then out, into a business, and then out. And then he went to the Fifth Third Bank, and he just started shooting. Thirty-five shots. Three people dead. Five injured. One woman who had... Twelve, was shot twelve times, actually lived twelve times. You know, so far in 2018, there have been 154 mass shootings. We're only on day 210. I mean, go back ten years. Did you ever think... That would be the reality in the United States. Did you ever think you would have concerns going to an AMC movie in Lake in the Hills? Or going down to Algonquin Commons just shopping? Or going to the bank? Or especially the schools where our precious children go. It can happen anytime, anywhere. 
the end of all things is at hand. And it's even more apparent than it was back when that was written. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. So how should we respond when we're watching the news and the natural disasters and the chaos in Washington and all these terrible things happening? It should drive us to prayer. When you're watching the news, take time to pray. What it's talking about here is our vertical relationship with God. Be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. When we hear about what's happening in our schools and what our culture is teaching kids, we need to pray. We need to be sober-minded. This life is not about maximum enjoyment. Our culture says that, oh, (laughs) life, liberty, and the pursuit of what? Happiness, right? That is not why God put us here. He put us here to live for Him, to tell others about Him, to encourage people through His grace. And we need to be in prayer. And and, and it's so easy just to kind of drift, isn't it? I mean, we're encouraged by times of teaching and along with God. But sometimes we just kind of drift. And it's so easy just to drift into our culture and forget what's really at stake here. Be self-controlled and sober-minded. It has the idea of Always being alert. Always watching. Is that how you go throughout your day? You ask the Holy Spirit, oh, let me be self-controlled. Let me be sober. Let me be able to see when messages are coming my way that are not of you. That's how we need to approach our relationship with God. Then we go to verse 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Now, this is, again, part of this service passage, 1 Peter 4.10. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, fervently, just committed to loving each other since love covers a multitude of sins. You know, we talk about being engaged in a church. We talk about being involved in service within a ministry. Sometimes people don't want to get involved because then they have to get involved in relationships with other people. And they know that many times relationships lead to irritation, frustration, conflict and so they say i don't need any of that so i'm not going to be involved in service within a ministry maybe i'll do an informal ministry and that's great you should always be ministering as god gives you opportunities but god calls you to serve the family that you belong to and that's why (laughs) 
Love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah, when you're working in ministry, I'll tell you, I've been involved in ministry for so many years, and I have had so much joy given to me because of being in relationship with great people. Maybe, I don't know, 5% of the time, sometimes 10%. There has been irritation and frustration, right? Maybe some conflict. I mean, that's just, that's what happens when your relationship with people. So what Peter's saying here, as you're involved in serving one another, keep loving one another and keep forgiving each other. You think of anybody that you've been engaged in ministry with where it's just been very frustrating for whatever reason you're to forgive them right as jesus christ forgave us there's something so powerful about loving another person showing your concern just blessing that covers over a multitude of sins Love is the relational lubrication within the church, and really true of any relationship, right? But again, as we, as we move into service, and if you fear, well, if I get involved in service, well, then, you know, there'll be some frustration involved. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why people say, well, I'm not going to get involved with that, when they have other relationships where they love and there's frustration involved. Now, being a servant of Jesus Christ is not an option. It's a commandment. And I could get a lot of people up here saying, wow, it is worth the investment in other people. And if there are some frustrations along the way, you forgive and you just step up that love. Verse Peter 4 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Now, when we think of hospitality, usually it's associated with your house, having people at your house, using your house to, to bless others, and that's true. But the broader meaning is to welcome. To welcome people. You know, our greeters, our greeting ministry, that's all about hospitality. Practically loving other people. Showing them where to go, what questions they might have. Caring for their needs as they come to our services. That's hospitality. And again, notice, he mentions again, without grumbling. <laughs> that's... Again, part of relationships, right? Uh, we grumble. Uh, what do they think they're doing? Why they do that? They don't care about me. This thing isn't run right. Yeah, a lot of grumbling naturally just surfaces in our hearts and minds in any situation, and also in ministry. And again, we just have to accept that, and we say, "Lord, help me not to grumble." Have your spirit work within me, and even though I'm frustrated, irritated, help me to forgive. Help me to be patient with other people. 
That, that is so important within a church. Because again, we talk about our discipleship pathway and how everybody starts out as a new Christ follower. And then we help them to grow, to become more like Jesus Christ along the way. And, and again, that can have some conflict, right? I mean, have you ever worked with a baby before? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need to be patient with one another. All of us, I think, uh, if, you're, if your mind is set on Christ today, want to grow, we want to serve others, but oh, we just feel so messy inside. So many issues. Life is tiring. And, uh, you know, we just don't want to get involved. Patience. That's what I've learned as a pastor over all these years. One of the things that God has really, even more so in the last several years, embedded on my heart, Dan, you need to be patient with people. Because I'm thinking, oh, you know, if they grew, if they got involved in this, they engaged in relationships, I mean, wow, they'd have a great life, but they're not doing that. They're not taking advantage of it. And I want to shake people. Come on now! Don't you know what kind of life you could have? Please do it! It's not really effective. So I just have to keep teaching and loving and leading and waiting for the Holy Spirit to help that person to grow and and move forward in their life. Then we come... The first Peter 4.10. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. This is a very powerful verse. So when I became a Christ follower, the tremendous, unbelievable, unfathomable grace of God was poured into my life. As each has received a gift. And many times we say, okay, what's my spiritual gift? I don't... Sometimes we, we get so compartmentalized with our spiritual gifts. Well, I have the spiritual gift of helping. I have the spiritual gift of discernment, I have the spiritual gift of helps. And we become so wired in that way. And somebody said, well, can you help over here? I don't have that spiritual gift. I have the paperwork from Rich's class, and I can show you that, that I I just shouldn't be there because it doesn't fit who God has made me to be, which is right on. I took a test, okay? I mean, this is an official document from God. And, and, and if you can help me find my perfect place, you know, I got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, and you look at that and you pick out the perfect place and I want to be there. We never get anything done in this ministry, right? <laughs> you know, in ministry you have a major commitment, which is, Hopefully geared toward your spiritual gift. And then you have minor 
A minor commitment to ministry. Two different types of commitment. The minor one, you might not have the spiritual gift. I mean, who has a spiritual gift of taking out the trash? Right? How many love to take out the trash? Like, that's kind of like a high... Oh, Mike down here, you love it? Oh, yeah. He's a clean freak for Pete's sake. (laughs) We're just opposite. Okay, anybody else love to take out the trash? All right, there we go. Bill, you like to take out the trash. All right. Uh, (laughs) Not many people have that desire, but it still needs to be done. And some of the ministries we talk about, it's not like taking out the trash, but it's like, well, I don't know if that fits me. I don't. Well, jump in. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in that. So I've got all this grace in my life. And what am I supposed to do? It Serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. That, that word is multicolored, multifaceted. Isn't God's grace amazing? Right? Did you experience some of His grace this past week? When you get a phone call from somebody... And they speak right to your need. Has that happened to anybody? Let me call you up. And all of a sudden, like, wow. Where'd that come from? I really needed that. Oh, it's God's grace. <laughs> or somebody comes up to you here at church and you're really struggling. And they listen to you. All they have to do is listen. You see, that's the grace of God. It's a mystery, friends. Because you see, we're to be stewards of God's grace. You know, a steward is uh, somebody who would come in and uh, somebody who's the owner of everything and say, well, I want you to manage my resources. What God is saying is, I want you to manage my grace. You ever thought about a life like that? Managing God's grace? He's poured it in to you. And there are times, yes, to look at your spiritual gifts, but the mystery here, and I experience it so many times in relationships, sometimes I won't even know that I poured grace into another person's life. Until maybe weeks later when they tell me, hey, you know, you did that, you said that, whatever. It's like, wow. (laughs) I mean, I didn't realize that happened. Many times we don't know when we're showing God's grace. We're just being ourselves and God's in us and we're serving Him and it just happens. I mean, you think about kids, right? In our Kid City program. And they're just kids, and you teach them this great story from the Bible. A story that should change this seven-year-old's life. And they listen. But nothing happens. It's not like afterward, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that grace, teacher. I'm growing. I'm growing. Every Sunday. <laughs> they just go, <laughs> you know, you don't see it. But friends, investing in our children is the most important thing. They are most impressionable, most uh, malleable. Again, they're just ready to, to take God in. And they feed off of them. 
And, and yet you might not see the, the difference right away. But you've given grace to them. You've given grace to them. And we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Just a bunch of jars, aren't we? Clay pots. Right? That's all we are, but we've got this treasure. We've got this grace to give to other people. We're crack pots. Say, I'm a crack pot. Say it with me. I'm a crack pot. Or a crack pot. Say it again. I'm a crack pot. That's what you are. But man, you got an amazing amount of treasure in your life that you can give away every day because it's God's grace. And again, the closer you are to God, the more the grace is going to flow from you. And you're going to bless people. That's not like a great life. No matter where you're at. And I know some of you are suffering today. Some of you are wondering, where are you, God? God is there. You might not be able to feel Him. But even in your suffering, you can pour out grace to other people. God can use you in that way. This is our discipleship pathway that we've talked about. We want to connect with people, get to know them. Uh, then we have them come to see Jesus. And then we want to see people grow in Christ. And then we want to equip them to serve. And then we want to see them multiply by, again, spreading the grace of God around. This is our picture of a disciple. We're very much focused on disciple making. Share Jesus with others. Love others. Worships God with others. Studies God's word with others. Serves with others. And prays with others. That's that's our outcome right there. That's what we want to see in people's lives. And, and that's all about God's grace, isn't it? It's all about serving. That's how you get those things done. So we, we encourage people here at Springbrook to take your next ministry step. Maybe you're not involved in the service at all. Or maybe God's saying, hey, this is the time. Take that step in. Or maybe you're already involved in ministry and you need to step up and become more involved in that particular ministry or wherever God leads you. And finally, if God calls you to step strong, and that's high-capacity involvement. And there are people here. Uh, again, sometimes you can't be in this position. That's fine. But there are people who have the time or make the time, whatever. And they're involved in several different ministries. And it's important we have those high-capacity people. Maybe God's leading you to take that a step. Well, we're going to come down here, and we are going to take a look at all these ministries that we have. Now, often the question is asked, where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start? Where do you start? Oh, excuse me. Move away from them, you know. Oh, okay, very good. All right, so let's see. Tracy, where do people start? Where should they go to start to learn about Springbrook? Oh, wow, right on. Right on. Yeah, it's every month here at Springbrook. And 
It's going to start on the 16th. That's next Sunday. You can come to the 11 o'clock service and then the 23rd. And that's where you'll get to know all about Springbrook, about who we are as a church, what we believe about God, uh, everything you want to know that you should do right away if you're considering being a part of our Springbrook family. All right. Well, that table's right there. So, Dan, raise your hand there. That's the table you go to if you have questions about a starting point. Next thing we want to talk about is first impressions. First impressions. Larry, tell us about this ministry. So, first impressions is just that. We're about first impressions. It's also a great first place to start serving ministry yeah. uh, because it's easy to do. But um, first impressions, are, you know, obviously we're going to be out at the door. We're greeting people. We want people to feel comfortable and welcome when they come in our doors. You know, but beyond that, we're really about helping connect people, too, because mm-hmm. as you grow in this ministry, you learn more about the church, you learn more about people, you're able to connect people that have similar interests. Um, in fact, personally for me, getting involved in this ministry allowed me to get involved in my first small group uh, and meet those people, and I've really developed some beautiful, lifelong friendships yeah. from serving this Wonderful. ministry. So they're able to be in the service? Is that how it works? Yeah, so depending on what role you have, yep. we have some folks that are here the whole time. So the people that handed you a brochure when you came in, they're in you know, from yeah. the beginning. Uh, if somebody's out in the atrium serving, uh, they're generally coming in right before the last yeah. song or right, right at the end of the last song. This is a great entry-level ministry. Like, I'd like to get involved in something. Well, be on the First Impressions team. You told me that only like 30% of the people are really truly outgoing. Right? They just go after people. And the rest right. of them are just serving God, welcoming people. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going to have some time here in our service where you can come up to one of these tables. Okay? So as you listen, and you might be interested in something, uh, we'll have about 10 minutes where you can come up and talk with whoever's at whatever table, whatever you're interested in, and uh, just get more uh, information. I was talking earlier about our Kid City uh, ministry. And how important it is as we pour grace into children. There's a lot of ways we do that. And right here on Sunday morning, I mean, hey, if you're stressed out as a mom or dad, come to church and you can get rid of them for an hour, right? If that's the only reason, that's fine. Right? We want to serve you. So, Deb Wallace, why don't you share about your experience? Hi, my name is Debbie. And I've been working in Kid City uh, for two years. First, I started out being um, every other week. And um, then, as of last October, I started doing it every week. Now, if you want to be inspired, if you want to be excited about coming to church next week, if you want to be overwhelmed with the grace of God and have the privilege, it is a privilege, to touch these young lives, then Kid City is the place for you. Amen. It is amazing. I knew Bible stories. I knew the Bible, but they have taught me so much about grace. I'll give you one example. Uh, At the end of each um, uh, session, we um, pray for one another. And I've encouraged the kids to gather around and, and uh, pray for each other. So one Sunday, they said, I said, whose turn is it next? Whose turn? And at the end, they said, Miss Debbie, it's your turn. So they gathered around me, and they started to pray oh, for me. Wow. 
<laughs> yes, I was blessed. <laughs> and I tell you, I never had such, I felt like I was walking on air when I walked out the door. It was yeah. amazing. And they, you know, at first, when you ask them what they're thankful for, it's mom and dad, mom and dad. And then all of a sudden, when you ask them what they're thankful for, I'm thankful that Jesus died on the cross. I'm thankful mm, that he's my friend and he goes with wow. me. I'm thankful that he helps me be a good girl or a good boy. And it's amazing to see these transformations in three- and four-year-olds. I mean, you don't think they're paying attention. And all of a sudden, they say these astounding truths. And I just love it. It is such a privilege. And I really want you to partake in this amazing, grace-building, exciting, inspirational ministry. So it's so easy. Marcy and, um, and Michelle make it so easy. Um, they have everything cut out for you. The story's all there. You have everything set up. Even the holes in the little crafts are there. Everything is ready for you. You walk in the door. Your main obligation is to read the story and be here on Sunday morning. I mean, how much easier is that? Now you say, I don't know anything about kids. Oh, yes, you do. You were a kid once, so you know what helps you. So, yes, you can do this. And it is easy, and it is fun, and it is definitely for you. Oh, thank you, Deb. Now, Deb is one of our Step Strong people. She's a high-capacity volunteer. And uh, sadly to us, she's going to be moving out to the East Coast with her family. And we're going to miss her so much. So uh, let's thank Deb for everything that she's done here in our ministry. Thank you, Deb. Then we have our Awana Clubs on Wednesday nights, 6.30 to 8.30. And Karan, tell us more about that. Sure. Hi, my name is Karan. I am the uh, director for the TNT Boys in Awana. So like Pastor Dan said, we meet every Wednesday. And Awana is a, a great opportunity to really spend time with the kids. The kids get to learn. They have games. They have some game time where they get to run around the gym and tire themselves out. And then we have... A small group time where we go through our handbook and we really learn about stories from the Bible and we learn about verses and they get a chance to memorize verses. We also have a lot of singing and praise. It's a great chance for the kids to really learn about Jesus and it's a great opportunity for volunteers, for leaders to want to come who want to, like, like, we, like we mentioned in Kids City and also here, a chance for you to reach out and touch the lives of children, to instill and plant the seed of Christ in their heart. So they can have a foundation of Jesus, have a foundation of Christ in their lives. Because as they grow up more and more, as you guys know, the world is getting further and further away from Jesus. And it's getting harder and harder. So if we can plant that seed when they're young, they'll be able to have Christ with them as they grow up. So it's a great ministry every Wednesdays. We're looking for leaders. If you have a calling, if you have a desire to help um, Young kids, it's also a great experience for me. I've grown a lot in my faith as I've had to go through the book with the kids and learn the verses myself. It's really helped in my growth and development. So please consider Awana if you are interested in helping. Um, please let me know and we'll get some more information for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karan. He's director of our uh, TNT club, our uh, older boys and 
just does a terrific job. He's also an elder here uh, in our ministry. And I love that about our elders. Our elders are always engaged in ministry, always giving grace uh, to other people. And I think we need about 10 people in Awana. So if God's leading you to ask some questions, you can go to that table. Over here we have Andy Suarez. Small groups are the heart of our ministry. That's where people do life together. So tell us a little bit more about small groups. Yeah, hi, I'm Andy, um, and I've probably been in a small group now for, uh, I would say, over 10 years, um, and they're just so in, important to your spiritual growth. It's it's great to have time alone with God on your own on a daily basis. It's great to come Sundays, uh, but it's also really good to be in fellowship with other Christians and going through some type of curriculum or maybe just going through the Bible in general. Um, it's just really important for you to be able to grow and, and um, be able to hear other opinions and other other ways to maybe interpret the scripture or to see what other people think about it. And um, I know that a lot of my spiritual growth has come through the small groups that I've been part of. Um, and a lot of I've, I've met a lot of really good friends, and it's just really nice to be part of something where people care about you, and they are kind of going through the same thing you are. They're trying to get to know God more and just grow in their relationship with him. And so um, we've got a bunch of, we've got 25 small groups that are kicking off um, mm-hmm. in a few weeks, starting uh, a new thing that we're going to be doing called The Real God. And we are looking for people that maybe aren't part of a small group and want to be part of one. Uh, my wife and I are starting a small group. Um, uh, the Omeras, Mark Omera and Char, are going to be starting a small group off also. And so if you're interested in joining a small group, we have a sign-up sheet, or I'd be happy to talk with you about that. Uh, we've got small groups for seniors and for young couples and for women and for men and just all types of different things. So whether it's something that you want to do with your spouse or whether it's something that you want to do on your own, um, we've got groups, and they meet in the days and the nights and the weekends and all over the place. So we've got something for everybody. Um, also, if you're interested in starting a small group, uh, we have a, a place for that. We got a place for everything. So there's a, there's a sheet for that. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to tell you more about how you can get that started and start your own small group too. Oh, thank you, Andy. Yeah, we're yeah. Thank him. We're starting this series in two weeks. Next week is our anniversary, and this series will start about the attributes of God. And so the small groups will be studying the same material as we talk about on Sunday. Uh, morning. Next we have Mark O'Mara. Tell us about the production booth back there and making this service happen every day. Okay, the production booth is everyone back there that you could see. Wave, wave back there, folks. <clears throat> we've, we've got lights, we've got video, we've got multimedia, and we have sound back there. I've been in the production ministry here at Springbrook for about 11 years now. Uh, I've been behind the soundboard, multimedia, and right now I'm in charge of the multimedia area, and I'm also what's called a producer. We're the people that try to make the service flow well and make it not distracting for everyone. We want you to have the full worship experience. So you can listen to Dan's messages without seeing something out of the corner of your eye that, <clears throat> pardon me, bothers you and you could just have a good experience here. If we were to get every person that goes to this church to volunteer just once a month for something, anything, any ministry here, just think of how much more awesome this church would be. It'd be an, I mean, it's an incredible place now, but it would be even so much better. So I really encourage you to sit back, 
pray about this. Use your spiritual gifts. If you haven't already gone to that spiritual gift class, see Pastor Rich. It's an awesome class. And come up and sign up for one of these tables. You could do a first serve or you could do a first look where you could just come back and see what goes on back there in that booth. It's, it's fascinating. You'd really like it. After that, if you decide you want to go further, you could do a first serve where you sit with someone, learn what they're doing, and then decide to take it from there. I've got a goal to get four people signed up from both services today. So think about it, pray about it. I'd really like to have you up in the production booth with us. Thank you. You can keep going, bud. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've run out of time uh, for the testimonies. But over there, we've got the youth ministry, Matt Johnson and Phil. Every wave over there is so right in the corner. Uh, they need more leaders. So uh, be sure to check that out, our Thrive and our Jam. Uh, the ministers to our students, Gary, uh, needs musicians, okay, for our uh, Service every week, and so we'd love to have you check that out. And then we have facilities over here uh, with Rich and Joe. And uh, so what we're going to do now is we're just going to have you stand up, and hopefully you've picked out one of the tables uh, that you might be interested in, or maybe a couple tables. And uh, we'll take about 10 minutes here uh, just to have you kind of explore these different ministries. Don't be afraid if you go up to a table that does not mean you're automatically signed up if you get within two feet of it, all right? That's not going to happen, all right? Just a time for questions. And again, if you're that person who has stepped in and you want to step up, that might be something you do, or maybe God is leading you to step strong as a high-capacity leader. Let's stand up together and check these out.